We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Mathis and you're listening to the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. On today's episode, we're speaking to one of the most badass women I know, and I'm able to call one of my closest friends, none other than fashion mogul and curator in chief, my girl, Rachel Zoe. Rachel and I get into the nitty gritty of how she became the successful woman entrepreneur we know her as today and how she navigates mothering tween boys at this transitional stage in their lives. And let's not forget, Rachel and her husband Roger have been together forever, which can come with its own set of pros and cons. Let's get into it, y'all. Okay, can we please like tell everybody, you and I, this is a, a, a story, okay, <laughs> let, that Roger told me, right with you in like heels on your way to deliver the baby and yeah. like full on yeah. knee high boots yeah high yeah. heel yeah R- rachel rachel <laughs> i mean i'm in shock because i could never if i could literally put on slippers to go deliver a baby i would be excited <laughs> do you know it's funny because in hindsight i realize why that was seemingly insane because (laughs) like it's funny because like i said like to me that was normal it didn't occur to me it was like it was like three in the morning my water broke i put on like leggings this like floor-length halston vintage sweater a hat my thigh high like cassidy boots the, the heels i still have them the heels are literally like eight inches to the platform. And I distinctly remember sitting in the car with my water breaking, like all over the place. And I, yes. Um, and Roger was like, he's like, do you have a towel? I was like, what about my sweater? No. I like, what? And I just, but that was like how I went to the hospital. That was how I left the hospital. That was like, it's like, that's the thing. It doesn't. It's like who I am for better or for worse. It's yeah. like I just, you know how you, you know how you get to a certain point in your life and you go, I just, like I am who I am and yeah. I, I, I'm mortified, but like this is who yeah. I am. Yeah. And then when I look back at like pictures, because Roger, even though I wanted to take the camera and shove it in his face and <laughs> knock him over, in hindsight, I wouldn't have almost like believed what happened. You know, in I that mean, moment. it is just so wild. You know, but honestly, you're being true to who you are. I think that's yeah. the most remarkable thing about it. Uh, one thing I don't think people would realize about you, and this is, I think, what was most, I think, um, like I was like, oh my God, when I first met you, was just how real you are and how like, honestly true to yourself you are and people don't know how down to earth you are because they see all the glamour they see all like the like you know like you're you're always like so beautiful you're always so like done you're always so like in your (laughs) style like you know what I mean like everything is always so put together that people don't realize how down to earth you are and like when you really have a conversation with you I'm just like damn who is she like what is this (laughs) well it's funny because it's I don't even know if it's like a politically correct term to actually say anymore, but like 
I just say like, I'm always going to be a hippie at heart, if that makes <laughs> sense. It's like, because Raj and I, like when we met, we went to all these dead shows together. We were like driving to Florida from DC to like for our first vacation, rolling our change, like to pay <laughs> for like one night in a hotel. Like we, but at the, at, at the same time, there's this, my mother is a, is very similar. My mom has always been glamorous from the day I met her. And my mom always said, when I didn't have a dollar to my name, I was still glamorous because it was all I knew how to be. Mm. And she says that, and she's still glamorous. My mom's 80, but she still is like, at the core, you can get down and talk to my mom yeah. about literally anything. She's been through it. She went to Cal Berkeley. She was protesting. She was like, she got like arrested at one point. Wow. Sorry, mom. Um, Putting you all know. the business out there, Rachel. Well, but in a good way. Like she, she got arrested for for fighting for women mm -hmm. and women's rights way back before it was, you know, before popular. it was the thing. And it's, yeah, so, is that where is that where you got it from? Like all of her passion, her grit, but also her glamour. Yeah, I would say the glamour one hundred percent from my mom. I would say. My grit came much later in life. Mm. Um, my mom, I feel like, has always had grit mm -hmm. because, you know, in those days, like, my mom was, like, basically raising her baby sister. My grandma worked. My grandfather worked. She was like, Rachel, I was a grown-up at 11. Wow. Like, she's like, I was watching my sister. My mom was off at work. Like, it, it, she's like, I, I worked as long as I can remember, you know? And then she went to college in California and... You know, she worked like five jobs. She was a teacher. She was all the things. And then I think like when my dad, you know, my dad again came from nothing and like self-made and this whole thing. But I think when, when that all happened, my mom was like, yeah, I'm going to do what I love. So my mom, yeah. I always, always said was like the busiest non-working person. Right? <laughs> like she had so much to do. And I was like, well, what are you doing? But she did so many things. And I think in, in her mind and in hindsight, like when I think about it, I get it. She kind of felt like she worked every minute of her life from right. when she was like a tween. And she was like, no, like, let me raise my kids. Let me like do what I love. Let me, you know, but my mom has grit for sure. I grew up with a strong mom mm -hmm. with a lot of opinions. She doesn't hide them. But like, if you know my mom, you live for my mom. Uh. Like she's like, like my friends, it's like at first they're a little scared and then they're like, I'm obsessed with her. I can't know? wait to meet her. I can't wait oh, to meet her. She's amazing. Where did you get your grit from then? I think I always admired it in other people. Mm. I think I always had it in me, but I was terrified to use it, if that makes sense. I think coming up, I grew up in a town very similar to uh, here, like Brentwood or Palisades or any of that. And I think I grew up where I felt like people just thought I was going to be this girl that like married some wealthy guy and like didn't do anything or whatever. And I think in my mind, I was like, why does everyone think that I'm that girl? Why does everyone think that like, I'm not going to use my brain in my life, you know? Mm. And I ended up really wanting to work from like the age of 16. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need, I need more. I need yeah. to do for myself. I want for myself. I want all these things. And I think that that drive really pushed me through, like through college, through everything. I couldn't wait to grow up. I couldn't wait to be my own person, if that makes sense. Ah, make your own Work. path. I wanted my own rules. I didn't, I've never liked people. I didn't like the norms ever. 
Yeah. I didn't like people uh, telling me what to do and that I had to do and be a certain thing because, right? Yeah, yeah. And when I found what I loved, lucky enough, when I graduated, I just... I just was so obsessed and so excited and so driven that I just couldn't see anything else. I mean, it's it's wild to me that you've literally had such a successful career over such a long span of time. Like, it's long. yeah, I mean, but it's not so like, long. I mean, no, 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 not no, like, no, 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 no. like, it's... like all respect. Like, to be honest with you, I mean, you have like, there's not one person I can come across that doesn't know one who Rachel Zoe is, Aww. but then if not even just you, it's like the brand or what you've created or, you know, the persona or the glamour behind it. Right. But to have a vision or to have like something that you're interested in, like you just said, when you graduate and then that carry you on throughout your entire life and that be basically your through line for the entire time, that's major. You're not, you're not a musician. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not in there like, Oh, I'm about to drop my new album. No. When I tell you whatever the opposite of a musician is, that's what I am. But that that <laughs> takes but something there, Rachel. I'm saying like, what is that like magic sauce or whatever that you've consistently been able to carry out through all the different phases of life? But it's been the exact same, you know what I mean? Consistency. What is that? Well, I think, look, I think people are really smart. Yeah. I think people really know when someone is authentically themselves, yeah. when someone is speaking about things that they themselves either have lived, experienced, uh, believe in, striving for, whatever it is, people know when people are full of shit, mm -hmm. right? I'm mm -hmm. sorry if I can't curse. No, you can But curse. I think for me, I have so much love for the industry that I started in, mm -hmm. right? But I also got to a point where I had to do more and be more with a bigger purpose, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that you learn, at least for me, I learned coming up in this business of fashion and everything else around it, what I wanted, what I didn't want, and what I wanted to do for women, mm -hmm. right? And I think when you look at it from a much bigger macro what can I do for women? Right. It goes way beyond telling them what to wear. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that funny enough, and it's weird that I say this, but I do reference it all the time. My passion was psychology and sociology. And so, and I got straight A's in that and I was obsessed with it. And I think for me, I've only ever been able to excel in things that I was very interested in. Mm -hmm. And I think that with psychology, I learned that I love people and getting in the minds of people. Mm -hmm. And so I think with that and sort of approaching life from that higher place of what can I do to help women feel better about themselves, that then really just kept going into so many different directions of what businesses can I create that's gonna help them? What can I do to give like talks and mentorships and things like that? What partnerships can I do that can help impact women's lives? What philanthropic things can I be a part of that, mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately I'm fully governed by my heart. Yeah. And I don't say yeah. that as a martyr at all right. because it, listen, it's tripped me up. <laughs> it has gotten me hurt. Um, 
it's not always the best decision with your heart because you need to use your head. So I would say that I think that staying interested in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and having an overall mission to help women live their lives the best that they can on every single level, I think that's maybe why I'm still here. I don't know. I'm very honest. I'm very honest. Like I'm honest when I talk to you. I'm honest when I'm on my social media. I say how I feel for better or for worse. No, you do. And I, you know, and I, and I use, I've only started really using my voice loudly over the last sort of five, 10 years and said, Mm. okay, what do I have to lose? Because I actually now believe that silence is being complicit. Mm. And I think that once that hit, you know, I'm like, if I sit here silent with four and a half million followers, then wouldn't, wouldn't my followers think that I agree with what's going on? But when did, when did that hit? (laughs) Did it hit for you being on social media and, and having, like you said, that, that platform or when did it hit? Yeah. Yeah. It hit probably in the last five years, mostly Mm. more, probably more, but like I used to really not touch on matters outside of, you know, the business of fashion or Mm -hmm. styling. I really didn't, I kept it very, I talk about my kids, of course, Mm -hmm. because they're my whole life, but it was really my kids or, uh, or, or my work. And that was it. And then I think when the world started turning inside out and upside down, Mm -hmm. um, in so many obvious ways, and I think I was so, uh, angry Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. so many things that I had to start getting loud. And I, not even loud, I think just honest about how I felt. And not everyone liked it. Some people love it. This and is, I basically, this is, I got to a point where I said, get out, don't follow me if you hate it. Because I also <laughs> feel like you run in very, um, you know, different cir- social circles, right? Like, yeah. so yeah. in those yeah. circles, did you feel like there was ever pushback from you speaking out on your socials about it? I felt that on my social media, it became very evident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where certain groups of my followers were and how they felt. Yeah. And I think based on what some people said at certain times over the last five years, you really saw what people were made of. Right. right? Right. And I think at that point I made a decision and I said, okay, unfollow me. Yeah. You know, because I think, I think that's how, how the world is right now. I think we have to, I think there's a certain responsibility that comes with having a platform Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I do think that some people really opt out of it and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. They just want to keep it real top level, uh, simple. And I think that that's okay. But I think for me, because there were so many things and still are so many things that really get into my soul Mm -hmm. that I felt, I started to feel like being silent was not okay. You know, and I'm not, it's not all day, every day. I'm not campaigning and screaming (laughs) and that because I'm not. Look, I'm not a political figure, right? right? But I just think there's a lot of things that I think enough. And I think there's so many bad things happening in our world right now that like, it's like to not talk about it, to not mention it to me, it's just not okay for me personally. I'm not judging anybody. Did you feel like, um, because you are a mom and and this is also something that I don't know if people really realize you, I mean, if they follow you, I think they do understand, but you are an 
avid mother. You are a, oh. oh my God. Guys, when I tell you this woman is all about these kids, my she life. loves the children. I am telling you, she, she oh. and she can tell you whether you're having a boy or a girl. She called mine uh, each time. She called it I each did time. I did it the other day. The I did it to two, I did it to two you, people the other I'm day. I'm telling oh you, you little, like your little psychic self. But it, do you think also <laughs> having children also kind of yeah. steered that conversation for you and was like, listen, I have to speak out because you're also raising two boys. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that absolutely has everything to do with it. And I think when you're a parent, again, like I speak for myself, I, cause I don't want to be judgy about how other people choose to be public or private or raise their kids or use their voice or not. But for me, I think being a parent, I mean, look, it changed everything mm-hmm. for me, but I think being a mom was sort of like, I have a very clear job and responsibility to uh, be a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything, you know, it's funny, I don't hide a lot from them. Yeah. Um, I really don't. I have found since they were very young, and they're 9 and 11 now, that honesty with them is less frightening. Mm. You know, it's less frightening for them. Because otherwise they pick up on little things. Right. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And and the unknown to them is actually more scary. Okay, so And I think when I think when you're like a hands on parent, I think I think ultimately your kids, there's a trust they have in you that if mom and dad say I'm safe, I'm safe. Right. 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 Absolutely. Okay, but this this just honestly, I just literally pivoted in my brain when you were talking about parenthood and like being open and honest. I'm always pivoting. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, oh my God, has she had the talk with them? Like, have you had, like that, that's the first thing because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of going through this right now in my life. And yep. so yep. recently I, I'm, they don't do sex ed at my, at Nina's yep. school. And so I'm like, okay, when do I have the talk with her? And, Interesting. and so I got a book. They don't? No. Okay. 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 And so does it, is it happen at your school? Did they go through it at school? It does. Okay. It does. And I, and my kids are at, you know, we're on our second school uh-huh. and the first school was very progressive right? and actually talks about it in third grade. Oh my which, gosh. Which <gasps> I felt, well, okay. So we were freakishly saved by the pandemic, not saved. Cause obviously that ruined everybody's right. lives. But right. what I mean is because we left school at that time, right. they never did it. Oh, okay. However, fifth grade came around in the new school. <laughs> And they do talk about okay. it. And um, it's funny because I, you know, I tuck the kids in every night and that's, you know, I'm sure you yeah. know, that's when they get the verbal, like, that's when it all Verbal diarrhea. Let me everything. tell you. Everything. And everything. So I would say like, all right, guys, you want to sky, you want to talk about it? You want to, should we like, da, da, da. And... <laughs> He's like, mom, I know everything. I'm like, do you? Are you sure? And then they taught it in school Uh and he came home and he's like, mom, God, (laughs) like mom. And I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, they teach it in a way that is absolutely age appropriate. I think it's amazing. They do it. I think knowledge is power. I think fifth grade to me, uh-huh. based on what I'm seeing in terms of how the kids are right. it, at that age, it's, it's the perfect 
time. You know, I've heard, okay. I've heard that, I've heard that, okay, third feels so young for third me. Third is too like, young, get, like, in my opinion. Get, third so is nervous. way but too But then young. I've also heard arguments that when you talk about it younger, then they understand yes. it more as like a scientific thing than yes. as a physical yes. kind of like, you know, ooh, yes. baby thing. And so, it's true. I don't know. It's true. I, I heard that too. The argument when of the third grade conversation was that the younger they know, the less confused they are, and the less scary it oh my is. God, that sounds petrifying. Um, I still believe, based on my boys, who not to be like, not generalizing, but I do think boys are younger than girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, in most ways, and I I felt at least with my kids at third grade. They're not ready, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. However, fifth, I think, is beautiful time. And I think that the schools handle it really well. However, <laughs> I think I think because of the access that these kids have yes. now and the conversations. And to be honest, I think what happens ultimately is different parents show kids different things at different yes. ages. And, and, and and different kids have different older siblings that are showing them things. It's the older siblings. It's the siblings. I mean, that's where, look, the older siblings are the worst. Those are the ones who are showing all of our young children, all these things. Um, Does who has, who has more of like the talk with the boys? Is it Roger or you? No, no, no. It's me. (laughs) It's me because they tell me everything. And so I know about their crushes, the girls that like them, how they handle it. Their first girlfriends were my favorite girls in their <laughs> grades. They're like, mommy, I think you're going to be happy. They're such mama's boys. What I think will happen is as they get into teen, yeah. it probably will shift more to yeah. daddy. Like I think Roger will become more. Because listen, I think then it becomes about their bodies and like different right. things. And But for now, it's like, mom mom everything and they they don't hold back yeah. you know they really it's really funny and you have to like as the parent like <laughs> you have to like you have to like you know, know. you gotta like you gotta take a breath and like be like okay i think i'm gonna I, i'm okay. gonna need a little bit more than a breath i'm telling you i got so <laughs> nervous rachel i started sweating yeah. i was like oh my that's god that's the thing you don't want to yes, you don't want to say the wrong thing i was like uh, my heart right? palpitating and then i got really nervous and then she was like what mom and i was she was like you know what i don't want to talk about this anymore i was like okay right that's what happened with sky he's like mom i know it I'm no like, she sure? doesn't know it though she doesn't know it you sure i'm pot I, i'm positive how old is she? She's 10. And she doesn't know it. You know what? In a year or two, let her know. Yeah. I. You You're know what fine. it is? I think that I am. You're fine. Don't rush. I am don't really rush. cognizant though. Like I want it to come from me and I don't want it to come yes. from misinformation from another kid or from her friends exactly. or anything like that. So that's where I'm like, yep. time is ticking. I need to hurry on up. Ugh. <laughs> it's brutal but books are great books are great books are great books are, books great, are tool. great like yeah. I, I i i think a book is i'm great gonna go the book route like, i'm gonna they can go back yeah, Listen, that's right they can go back they can be like chapter that's two. Right. wait let me i'm gonna that. go book route and not video route <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do book route not video route don't do don't video. do video don't, don't do, do video, video. Okay, wait a minute. So let's talk about you and roger you and roger have been married how long February 15th will be 25 years. I know it's mental. Rachel. We've been together for 31. Rachel. I know. 
I know. We met when I was in kindergarten. Oh, basically. Of course. Obviously. Easy. Basically, obviously. I child, mean, duh. Child Hello. We, child we all bride. know that. <laughs> duh. Not I'll a day bad. over 32. Um, <laughs> okay, but wait a minute. How does that work, Rach? Like, honestly, how That's does that work? Question. Because I'm in a – look, I – happily married but we've been married for yeah god I don't, hold on let me do the math hold on <laughs> 10, uh, supermodel, no. my favorite supermodel whatever couple. 13 years i think we've Please. been married which uh-huh. is still quite a while that's okay. an accomplishment yeah right? that's that's that's, good. No, that's good 13 and this town I mean, is like 25 that's what i'm saying right but like 25 <laughs> been together for 31 how 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 mm-hmm. how 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 do you okay let me be more specific because you could answer that let yeah. me be more specific yeah how do yeah. you one thing that I, I really commend or whatever, I think that I can give you straight kudos for is you've always grown. So you are your own independent woman, yet you I still see, obviously, you and Roger very much as an intertwined couple who, you know, yep. you communicate effectively. Like, so how do you do that? How do you, I think that's what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find how do I yeah. continue to have my independence, but yet still have a sure. happy marriage? Well, first of all, I think you're doing right. it because I, there's this hard part. Where, okay, so this is the biggest difference, I think, in my marriage versus probably the rest of the world, because I'm pretty sure I've never met somebody who waited 18 years to have kids. Right. So I I think there is this ease that exists in a marriage before you have mm-hmm. children, right? So, you know, and it's funny because I've, I'm now very much a grown-up and we were together as literally I was a teenager, right? right? So so we were together. When I tell people that we were together 18 years before we had children, they're like, it's like their mouth, their jaws like <laughs> dropped to the floor. They're like, what do you mean? Because it was funny because before we had children, everybody used to be like, you guys are the most in love couple. You guys are the happiest couple. You guys like live this baller life. You're working all the time. You're traveling all the time. We're not, we didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have kids, all you do is live for each other, mm. yourselves, and your work, right? So true. And then you have kids, and you live for your That's kids, right. right? At least I do. And, you know, I don't know what would be if I had kids much younger. And I say that because there's a certain dynamic that gets really shaken up when you have children, right? It's like, as the mom, you know, we know our husbands are needy. They need us. They love us. They want things all the time, Mm -hmm. right? And and those are all sorts of things. And, um, (laughs) Um, but, but I think, I think what happens is when all of a sudden you have children that pull so much mm-hmm. of our being physically, emotionally, mentally, intimately, like all those right. things, right? Then all of a sudden, the, the, our husbands have to learn how to share right. Us, right? right? And I think that there is an immediate shift, mm-hmm. right? And so I think Raj and I, we have learned, I think, you know, and then add to it that we're business partners and work together. It's, it's um, wild think... to me. It's wild to me. You spend so much time together. Lizzie, it's wild to me. Um, <laughs> it is wild to me. It's wild to me because, listen, I always tell people, like, I mean, if you have ever watched I Love Lucy 
and you know Lucy and yeah. Ricky. Um, I, 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 I always think that's our best sort of comparison right. because we bicker, mm-hmm. we disagree, we agree, we, you know, all the things, right? right? Because we've grown up together. But really, he still tells me every, every single day, he thinks I'm the most beautiful woman he's ever known no matter where Stop we are it. like we'll be at a party we're at a party with like clearly the prettiest girls in the world and clearly a thousand times more beautiful than his wife but for whatever reason he's got these like blinders on that still's like nope no one i want to be with here no one i want to leave with do you feel me. like but do and you feel so, like the 18 years right and like obviously 18 years you say it with like that it's yeah. an extensive amount of time but do you feel like that time like solidified also you yeah. guys right like you knew the yeah. routine you knew and you also yeah. appreciated kids when you got them because you were like yo we already know what that correct. other life was like correct yeah. and that is why we don't it's funny because I became such a homebody when I had my kids and girl same. what's funny about it is I think it's sort of like I did so much before I did this mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and now there's nothing I want to do more right yeah. and like so when I go out, it there's a reason, right? It's work, it's this, yeah. it's that. But there's Rachel, really you are still out. You are still out. I am. Out. And do you know what's weird? It's like, I still say no 90, 95% of the time. Wow. And it's still like, but I'm never out without a purpose. Right. And that's actually, to be honest, something I'm working on this year because what's happened is between my kids and my work, I don't just go out with girlfriends for dinner. Right. I don't just like meet them for lunch. I don't just go to a friend's house to hang out. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Right. And so I think that I need to do that yes. because I need just normal time. Right. right? Like right. just normal time that isn't tied to work and that isn't home doing homework with the kids and tucking them in and like watching movies with them mm-hmm. because that's my immediate pull. Right. Yeah. But I do, I do think that in, a few years, they're going to like leave me and be like, bye, mom, love you. Pick me up. Pick me up at nine o'clock. A hundred percent. So I feel like my days, I feel like my days are numbered anyway. I mean, they, you know, they, so. look, for all of us, they are. Trust me. I mean, our kids, you know, that's they what, are. honestly, through my relationship, I'm, I'm always like, okay, listen, at the heart of it, I'm like, I know that these kids are going to leave me one day. So let me yeah. try and like yes. be really nice to him right now because he's going to be my 100. only friend. My only friend. Okay, but really though, Rachel, if you're saying that you don't ever have that alone time with friends, like for dinner and everything is work or your kids or school Mm -hmm. things or Roger, what do you do for you? What's your, what's your... Not enough. Nothing. Like I'm the first one to admit, like not enough. I don't even know what. I had two hours to myself on Sunday and I literally like was like, what should I do? <laughs> should I wash my hair? Should I go to the country mart? Should I like, you know, I literally, it was sort of like that paralyzing feeling like I have free time. What am I doing? You <laughs> right, know? Right. Um, and I'm not like a big spa person. I'm not, you know, but for me to take, like, I know this sounds crazy, but like, just not rush. Mm, take your time. <laughs> is like a, yeah. To like, literally be like, Hey, I have two hours. I could like take a shower. I could do a mask on my face. I could like deep condition my hair, maybe do my nails. Like, wow. And I have no one like, you have to be here at this time. What time are you picking us up? Oh, the kids are going to be home in 10 minutes, blah, 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 blah. You have this event. You got to get into hair and makeup. So I don't do a lot of me time or self-care. And I think that's something that, again, 
I think for now, I sort of have just owned the fact that my time is with the kids and that right. soon, like I would say Caius is nine now. I'm what, two, three more years. For and real. Like, they're going to, they're going to be like, you know, my baby's nine. So like, I know I feel like in three years, they're going to be like, just pick me up, drop me off my love you. And I like, mean, not even that they're going to be taking the car. They're gone. They're not even asking you to pick don't up and even drop discuss off. it. Don't Rachel, even discuss they're it. not even, they don't, don't need you in like five years. He's like, I don't need that. I'm good. No. I'm good. That, make, that literally makes me want to die. I can't even handle that. But I also, I think in terms of like the Roger of it all, at the end of the day, he's my best friend. At the end of the yeah. day, we, there are nights when we don't want to say anything. Like there's nights right. where we're yeah. just so burnt from like talking to people, from meetings, from events, from whatever, the kids, like all this stuff. It's just like, he goes into one room, I'm in the other room, mm -hmm. I'm on the phone with my sister. Good night. I love you. You know, like, yeah. it, it, you know, and then there's moments I want to kill him, honestly, you know, like I want to, oh, well, that's, I mean, listen, hello. Welcome like, to marriage. Hit him, hit mean, him with a frying pan. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I looked at EC the other day and I was like, you better be glad I'm not in a kitchen. <laughs> like you just better be glad I have no, nothing to grab because honestly, I don't want to be that woman right now. It's true. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's interesting though. I think that also what works and what I hear and like, because I see yeah. you and Roger firsthand and I see how the relationship goes. And I think it's because you guys are in it yeah, together though. It's true. Like, you know, it's not just that you're co-partners and like you're working and this is Rachel popping cans. Yes. Don't, Hey, Hey, a podcast audio. <laughs> this is Rachel literally popping cans in my video. You are so Jessica right now. That's some <laughs> shit Jessica would do in the middle of my video. Like, but she, yeah, that's exactly Listen, right. At least I'm that's not exactly. chewing gum. I could be doing Look, that. That's right. <laughs> I heard her. I heard her. Exactly. Um, no, you know, it's, but that just means you're comfortable. Look, that's, that's how Girl, I, I love take you. It. It's a sign of comfort and you I love, love you. me, but that's exactly right. You and Roger are in it though. And that's the thing. Like, I think because you guys are also like co-business yep. partners, but you're in it together. You're doing like your, all the minutia is together. Yes. You're understanding together. So you guys understand it more. And I think that's helpful. And we're rooting for each other. That's the thing. Like we, we yeah. really are. And I think that's, I think that's like the biggest thing that Roger and I have really talked about over the years is sort of like, we are so playing for the same team. We've never once competed, well, you have to but be. we're not competing yeah. with each other. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. like not uncommon in a mm -hmm. couple that are both in businesses, whether it's the same business or different it's like a measure of success, right? And it's like a battle of right, the egos. Right. And I don't, I, we definitely don't have that. No, that's major. That's major. I mean, honestly, Rachel, you are like goals in so many ways. Right it's phenomenal. I mean, I am so proud to call you a friend of mine. And like, I just, I keep learning things from you. I'm like learning things constantly from you. It's, it's, it's really, it's Whoa. wild, but like, okay. I was going to say, so. I quote you all the time. <laughs> I do. I, you know what I'm going to say, right? When you told me like no haters and I said, oh, if yes. you had haters, you go, if I did, I don't allow it. Yeah. I don't let them in. Yeah. I don't let it in. That's right. And honestly, no time. Babe, I have taken that with me because I'm so sensitive like that. And I'm take it personally. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
No. How, how can you be sensitive? Listen, this is what I'm like so confused by, right? <laughs> like, how could you possibly be sensitive when you've been around Hollywood for umpteen years? I like, think, right? How could that even? Because possibly I think be? that's why. Because I think that's why. Yeah. I think what happens is, if you are set out. Like if you set out in your career and you know there's a good chance you're going to be famous or people are going to know who you are, you're going to be a public figure, you kind of right. are really at peace likely with rejection, with haters, mm. with all those things. I think for me, because my goal was to always be behind um, and be a <gasps> stylist and be the person sort of not in front, I think that there's a different constitution there, right? Like there's a, I, I take things uh, to heart. I do, I always have. And and so I think that I would pretend that I don't because I'm a Virgo, right, on the outside. Right. But it's like, it hurts deeper, right? And so I would always, uh, I think throughout my career, it would be, okay, just keep smiling, just keep your head up, keep this, that. But Roger would know that I was like crumbling or crying or like whatever. And I think that over the years wow. I've gotten much mm. more grit. Honestly, that's why I was saying my grit came later. And I think my dad was the one who always taught me like confidence comes with experience and mm -hmm. your voice really gets louder as you get right. sort of the, the, the longer you, you are in your career and the sort of more, uh, I don't want to use the word power, but I want to say, I guess, the, the, the longer you're in it, right? And the more sort of yeah. influence you may have, your confidence sort of, I think, is part of that, right? And your fear, That's you, right. I think for me, when I became a mother, my voice got louder because I felt like I had more to defend mm -hmm. rather than just myself. Right. And so I think it, I think it's that I think it just hit me. I think it literally just hit me when you were talking, which I never realized before. Never realized this before. You're an unintentional celebrity. Oh, 100 percent. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know where that term came from. It just literally came out my brain. But like as you're talking, I'm like, oh, my God, she's an unintentional celebrity. Like what in the mess? That's so now it makes sense. <laughs> Because all these years, not that I thought that you no. were like, oh, I'm trying to be no. a celebrity. But like all these years, I just like saw you as like this, you know, celebrity stylist and like fashion designer and like all these things, like literally glamour mogul, like all these things. Right. And I guess it never hit me that. Wait a minute. Rachel fell upon this shit. Like this is. <laughs> no, it's true. And so I think that's why. I wasn't armed with the tools. And I think right. my friends that are like right. actors or whatever, like that, they've been rejected since they were like 11. Like there's just their right. castings and this. Yes. And they're like, no, you have blonde hair. Yes. No, you have brown hair. You're too short. You're not the right That's vibe. Right. Like you're, you're too old. Like, and they come in, they're like, oh, I, I lost that. Yeah. I thought, and it like, it was nothing. Right. And for me, I'm like, why did they say that about me? I don't understand. I didn't, you know, <laughs> so I think I just wasn't ready for that, you know? Okay. But what, what steps did you have to take in order I to took, like protect your mental uh, health? I, I went through it all. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think, I yeah. think enough things happened along the way by enough people mm -hmm. that I will be very honest with you. When I had my kids, 
it all became less important. Meaning what, you know, it was my clients who were so incredible. I mean, I was working with, and I, I won't mention the names, but literally the biggest celebrity in the world still today winning Oscars. And they would look at me and say, why would you listen to what that person is saying? They don't know you. We know you. Right. We're sitting here with you telling right. you we don't think that. Or like, you know, we know you don't do that. We know that whatever it was. And I think they were so pro at that, that it they were mm -hmm. sort of like, it seemed so ridiculous that it was eating at my insides. And then I think what yeah. happened was I had my kids and I was still working really hard. And it was like, no matter what happened, I would look at them and be like, but I got you, right? Like I get yeah, you, right, the way right. you're looking at me right, right now, I'm good. Like this is good. Yeah. And I think what happened was a little bit of what you say is I didn't let it in. And then I just mm -hmm. got like, and then I realized like, hey, hold on a minute. Why do I give one shit what you say? A, right. B, <laughs> Roger used to make me try and think of the person that was writing it. And have the visual of where they were living, how they were living their lives. That. And he's like, they're angry people. They're trying to bring you down. They don't know you. I love that. And so, yeah. and so that was kind of it. And then I think with social media, being able to sort of control your community and say, mm -hmm. you're not welcome in here. Your hate right, and your poison, right. your toxic words, you're not allowed in here anymore. Bye. I mean, but listen, you were doing social media in a way before it was yeah. even a thing. I mean, you had one of the most popular reality TV shows ever Crazy. made. You know what I'm saying? And it was wild, wildly popular. I mean, so that was a form of social yeah. before you yep. even, before social even existed. Yeah, it was weird. I think that's a little bit why I agreed to do it ultimately, because I think at the time, you know, it was funny. It was Roger was like, because I was like, no, I'm never doing that. No, no way. <laughs> and Roger was like, you know what, babe? Like, you're doing what you love. Like, you're you're going to go mm -hmm. to the shows. You're going to bring people into fashion shows. You're going to have people meet Karl Lagerfeld and Donatella and all these amazing people mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have access to. You do you. If they want to judge you, then at least they can judge you accurately. If they decide they don't like you, then like you're not acting in the show, right? So they're either going to like you, hate I you, like or not care. And so, and yeah. in hindsight, he was 100% right, you know? And like, because at that point, you know, it's funny, I would, I still now see people, they'll be like, Rach, Raj, oh my God. Raj and I, <laughs> and Raj and I always go, like friend from camp, friend from college. Yeah, like, exactly. And they're yeah. like, you don't know me. We're like, okay, good. Okay, great. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. For you. Okay, us great. Yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I yeah. think you know, we'll see. We're talking about doing a another show now. We'll see. 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 You heard it here first. We'll see. The next installment <laughs> of Rachel Raj right here announced on the Cool Mom Code starring podcast. starring Lizzie Malthus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you know, honestly, honestly, we have to sign on. A hundred. A hundred percent. But honestly, thank you for I taking this you. time. Like I said, I love you and I think the world right of back. you. And I'm just so, I, I honestly, I wish everyone could hear our conversations that we had all the time and how honestly just real down to earth and, and open you are. And, um, you know, honestly, being not from L.A., and I, you know this about me, I'm not from L.A., I'm from Detroit. I went to school in Chicago, all these things, Midwest girl. Uh, like through. valedictorian and like, you know, queen, <laughs> homecoming queen, princess, whatever the heck 
TikTok pageant but gorgeousness. No, but like sometimes when you when you get to LA, you don't you I think that's the hardest thing to realize that, you know, to meet people who are innately genuine in how they uh, treat people and how they treat you and just kind of connecting with people and you were definitely one of those people that I connected with and so I love, I love you, you. I'm so madly you. <laughs> you're literally one of my favorite people on earth so right so right back at you all right cool mom crew I'm Lizzie Mathis and you've been listening to the cool mom code podcast Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode with the definition of fabulous, Rachel Zoe. Make sure to stay in the know about upcoming episodes and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.